since we last spoke, I did watch all three of the Star Wars prequels back to back to back oh, for oh. the first time since I was a child. Uh-oh. Um, I, like, have fond memories of them. Yeah. But, like, also the ability to, like, understand that they're not very good movies. Yeah. Um... They like like I think I'm really tired of talking about Star Wars, uh, in terms of like, is it good? Is it bad? Like, like just the you la- chose like, the, the way to open the podcast. I did, I did. That is my choice. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like in reference to like the uh like sequel movies, oh, like, the yeah, sequel yeah. trilogy, because like I just got very tired of talking about that and like <laughs> whatever. Um, but those prequels, man. Episode two, holy shit, is a bad fucking flick. <laughs> I cannot believe how bad that is. Cannot believe how bad of a movie they made. Wow. So I yeah. have watched episode one. I've watched episode yes. three. And I've watched mm-hmm. episode clips from episode two in the mm-hmm. past three years. Yeah. Um, and if you just watch some of the clips from episode two, it's okay. I remember isolated moments yeah. from episode two where I was like kind of looking forward to, oh, they like do a fight in an arena. Yeah. And like, like I remember, because again, I, I watched it when I was a kid. And, and also my parents did not like episode two because of the horrible murder that Anakin does. Spoilers for a 20 year old movie. But the third um, m- movie was okay with the murder. Uh, we always skipped over the, <laughs> the, the, the child murder. Uh, but like, it's like five decapitations in a row, yeah. and then it like cuts. Uh, my my parents were like, "It's a little dark." Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, I was like thinking like, "Oh, I haven't seen this one in so long." I remember like, there's like a cool scene in an arena, and like, uh, I, I remember liking the final lightsaber fight between Count Dooku and Anakin and Obi Wan. I remember liking Obi Wan a lot, and like Jango Fett. Oh no, <laughs> no, it's bad. It's, it's just really ba- like. It is just not good. It's not well put together. It's not well written. No. It's not fun to watch. I mean, pretty much like 60% of that movie is a love story, like an awkward love story. And I'll say this. I have seen a lot of hate for Hayden Christensen. Hayden, excuse me, Hayden Christensen uh, in that movie in particular. And I think he does a fine job with what he's given to work with. <laughs> Which is not much. You know, yeah. I mean, like, 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 is he the greatest actor of our time? Probably not. But uh, do I think Daniel Day Lewis could have done a good job with those lines? No, no, sir. Absolutely not. No, no sir, not at all. Um, heavy-handed, I'll say. Yeah. With with the uh, with the Darth Vader love of a totalitarian <laughs> government. <laughs> There's a scene where he's like, I think it would be great if we just had a dictatorship, like a, like a, one person ruling everyone. Uh, and, and he says that to Padme, his lover, and um, someone who works on this at the Senate. Yeah. And uh, she is like, <laughs> okay. And then they move on, never to be brought up again. Um, yeah. They, they, yeah they, man. they had to lay the seeds very, very subtly because no one very knows subtly. that Anakin is also Darth Vader no one knows because like i'll say this too first one it's not great but there's like fun stuff in it oh yeah like i think the pod race is fun and exciting it's a good scene um i, I think pretty much so bulba is a fun character qui-gon and obi-wan i i enjoy Liam the dynamic and, yeah no yeah yeah 
that the lightsaber fight with Darth Maul is fun. Mm, Darth Maul in general. Yeah, and the extended universe stuff. Um, but you know, it's, you know, it's still like not awesome. And I think I will say I think the third one's actually pretty good, but like with a hundred caveats of like, well, you have to have watched the first two yeah. to think that this is all right in any form or function. Um, yeah, man. And I'm just, it's just so funny how awesome the extended universe stuff is with Clone Wars, the, the, you know, the cartoons, the animated stuff, like all that stuff. And I think oddly enough, that stuff makes all those prequels so much better because they provide the context and the plot development and the character development we needed. Uh, But still, the the source material itself is a little, woo. I'll, I'll say I like the aesthetic and I think. It is something that would never happen again. <laughs> it, and here's why. Because as shitty as it is, it is 100% George Lucas's vision. Like, that's what he wanted. Yeah. Like, it, like he got to make it exactly how he wanted. Um, and I just don't think anything like that would ever happen again. Yeah. Uh, with, with the way that, like, big budget movies are handled by studios and stuff, they would never just, like put all this money into this one guy, you know, if it were, if it, I guess if it were not George Lucas, I mean, you probably could with people like, uh, uh, uh Quentin Tarantino or whoever, but I mean, I'm, I'm referring to like just this absolutely absurdly bad vision mm-hmm. for, for a story. <laughs> um, <laughs> And all that to say, I have not kept up with the book of Boba Fett or really any of the other Star Wars stuff going on. Uh, I mean, I, I I have not kept up with the book of Boba Fett. I think it's a little slow. Doesn't mean it's bad. I'm sure to like catch up later. But uh, like, ha- you have you watched the Mandalorian? Yeah, I watched season one and two. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you get it. You get it. Yeah, yeah. There's good stuff yeah. there. Anyway, yeah. So that's the Star Wars portion of our show, uh, Lord of the Rings to follow. It's hitbox. What's in the fucking box? everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 77 my name is peter hunt spitek and joining me as always is my wonderful friend and co-host justin makovich how are you justin i am how's you, it hanging I'm, I feel I'm like i haven't talked to you in a minute i know it's been it's been quite it's been quite quite an eventful few days i'm i'm preparing personally for this potential yeah. snowpocalypse in the middle of the week what's that the snowpocalypse that's coming when, uh when like wednesday maybe thursday Okay. Yeah, it's supposed well, to I... anywhere from like six to nine inches. Oh, yeah. okay. Be a few. Well, I'll say this. Uh, didn't know about it. Yep. Glad I know about it now. Didn't have many Thursday and Friday plans, I suppose, but <laughs> well, as a <laughs> midweek plan. As a public school teacher, snow days are still yeah. one of my favorite things to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then some people are like, well, it extends the end of your year. Not anymore because we changed our snow day policy. So if we have a snow day, what we do is we have a um, asynchronous check-in with our students. So we have to post like a little assignment online. They do it on their mm-hmm. own time, fill out an attendance form. That's it. Okay, that's not that's not so bad. It's pretty awesome. We do it from the and comfort I have to of imagine, our homes. And I have to imagine you're a cool teacher and you're just like, answer this one question <laughs> and 
Uh, question number two, enjoy your snow day, smiley face. <laughs> what right? are you doing on your snow day? Write a yeah. descriptive essay, five pages, single space. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't cool think you're I a am. fun teacher. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, hey, um, I hope you, listener, uh, are, are all snuggled up by a fireplace or maybe just don't live in the greater Chicagoland area um, because by the time you're hearing this, it will either be here or be a coming true and um, but with chicago it could probably snow like a dusting yeah yeah could be could be nothing or everything it could happen tomorrow or be happening at this very moment yeah. in fact but i digress justin today we're gonna be talking about a bunch of stuff looking at uh the legacy of thieves collection from uncharted the the that is out and available curious about how it's performing take a look at news we're gonna talk about elden ring uh, it's claimed to be a little bit easier. Easiest I'll be game interested to ever. hear what you think of that. Um, talking about Ubisoft, talking about the Halo Paramount Plus trailer, and we're going to be giving our thoughts on uh, the opening few hours of Pokemon Legends Arceus as it came out on like Thursday night, Friday. I, I started playing it on Friday. How about I that? Started I started playing it started Thursday, playing night, Thursday but night, there's a story to yeah. that. <laughs> Yep, 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 yep. But we'll get to all that and more. In the meantime, Justin, I do want to know what games you've been playing. So I've, I, I, again, busy week. I played mostly yep. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, so we're saving that discussion. However, yes. there is another game that I have been known to dabble in. Um, or should I say I've been known to wordle in. <laughs> yeah, it's almost, it's almost like a. Almost clever. Almost sounds like what you were sort of trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know this this whole Wordle craze that has swept the internet, um, and I don't think I'm as like nuts about this kind of stuff as other people. But I have to admit, I have been playing it almost every day. So for anyone listening who has not heard of Wordle, it is a game you play in a, in a browser, uh, and it's basically like Mastermind with. Uh, words in the English language where basically you have like what five or six attempts to mm -hmm. guess um, the word of the day and uh, it tells you if you have uh, a wrong letter and, and you're guessing words so like you can't just put in a bunch of random letters you have to start with a word like vague because uh, the, the words are five letters uh, vague or uh, eager or something like that palms psalms even uh, <laughs> and it will let you know if you have uh, a correct letter in the wrong place, a incorrect letter, or a correct letter in the correct place. Uh, so basically, you're always going to want to start out with a word with a bunch of vowels to see sort of what you're working with and, and go from there. Uh, and it refreshes every night, kind of like at midnight-ish, um, depending on where you live. Uh, I dipped into Wordle myself. Oh, I was like, all right, what are the, what are these people talking about here? What is what is this Wordle? Uh, and what it is is a quite fun game yeah <laughs> that that uh, i would actually probably you know it's on I, i'm playing on my phone i don't know i assume you are as well yeah um but the, my problem is i get through it too quick i mean it's like 45 seconds it's, so and then you're done so I, yeah. I i checked with my mom uh this weekend i was like hey have you heard of this wordle game because she used to be all in awards with friends and everything I was like, have you heard of it and she's like no so i showed it to her so on my phone uh, she did it um, and she's like, Ooh, I kind of like this. What's the next one? And I was like, uh, it's actually, they only have one puzzle a day 
And she was like, oh. Where that is. Oh. So then she goes on her 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 phone, knows the answer to the wordle, <laughs> puts it in immediately. She's like, look, my first one I did in one shot. <laughs> and then she shared it's, it with me. She sent it to me for the text message. Oh, like, cute. I literally yeah. saw you do that, Mom. Uh I, I wish it was more. I would pay, you know, it's, it, I would I would pay for an app because there have been some copycat ads, apps, excuse me, that have shown up on um, like app stores <laughs> and stuff that I think have been like reported as, you know, yeah. copyright claims and whatever. When um when it first came out, I went yeah. to the app store because I thought it was an app store thing and I typed in Wordle and this game came up. It's actually kind of a fun game. Uh, you basically have like four letter words that you have to make in a, in a quick amount of time and you keep having to do it before time runs out for as many times as you can. And they change mm-hmm. up the four letter word like every time you get it right. So you might it's like in a in a a, a grid of four things of four letters and you have to arrange them in the correct word. And then you have to sure. do as fast as you can before time runs out. So I did that, and it's I was like, fun. "I was like, yeah, it's kind of fun." I see why everyone's talking about it. And then I found out it wasn't the actual <laughs> wordle, like, not it. And I was like, "Oh, yeah. okay, this is the one people are in on." So yeah, but I would pay yeah upwards of ninety nine cents <laughs> to have an app where I just am like cranking through these things. Yeah, you know, um, uh, they did release um, a, nice a uh, archive. I did see this. This is recent, right? Yeah. I mean, within um, the last few so days. So it's it's a uh, it's called I've, the the website is devvangthakar.com slash wordle archive. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll put that description somewhere or that link somewhere. Yeah, we'll put we'll put that link in the description to this episode. But basically, you can go through um, all of the different. Um, like puzzles that they ever have and you can either choose it uh, manually from 1 to 187 i think they're on puzzle 187 or you just choose a random one that you just pick oh i just chose random on 82 right now so you can like go back and play the old ones which is kind of cool um but it's not like the official wordle thing so you can't get your streak you can't Uh, show people on the twitter what's happening do you do that no Uh, yeah i i like feel this incredible amount of like stage fright on Twitter. Oh. Where I don't want to say anything because oh. it's like, what these pe- people think I have something to say. Something I really needed to take up precious moments out of your life to say <laughs> something. You know. Yeah, I gotta make sure um, all thirty-four of my followers. Uh, <laughs> get right, updated, that, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> and and it's 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 just saying like, hey, t- I played a game. <laughs> I played I played a and not to diminish it because I think it's very fun, but like I played a relatively simple guessing game yep. and I got it right. Yep. Um, yep. Are you proud of me? Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I'm not posting that. I think the ones like there's like a meme format now using like the colored tiles. Yeah. Uh, and people are saying like it's not Wordle. It's just. Yeah, I, I retweeted I one. Like, I, I retweeted one about like not Wordle, just a Zoom class. And it was all black boxes. So like yeah, as the teacher yeah. in me, I was like, I've been there, man. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. So Wordle, if you're not playing it, go ahead and give that a try. If you are enjoy puzzles as I believe you and have, I do. Have you heard of a uh, Loodle? I ha- isn't that um, it's the same thing, but just like with like yeah, dirty with words. like dirty words. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> the hard thing That's is funny. that they only accept like dirty words when you're trying to guess it. So like I'm like I don't know that many five letter dirty words, and you you think that would be easy, but like there's only so many times. Uh, Ch- it- What's that? Wait, what did you just say? I, I'm trying to think of a word. Okay, <laughs> I, I, like my audio cut out for a second. I was like, oh, uh, uh, boobs. Um, That's one. Plural. Yeah, yeah, you could do add s to it. 
I'm gonna, I can't say that because <laughs> I'm either going to censor it or feel very embarrassed. Uh, and I don't want a recording of me saying that. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, Wordle and Loodle, check it out. I, it's a fun time. Uh, I've also been playing uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, which we'll talk about in a little bit. As as I sort of said in November, go ahead and assume that I've been playing Halo Infinite. Ah, ah. Um, sort of pretty much every single week. But this week was an important week for my journey in Halo Infinite as I completed the Battle Pass. Level 100. Oh, uh, gee, dear Lord. So how, how many hours was that? Uh... A, um, uh, a fair amount. I'm going to say probably between 60 and 80. How's that? Okay. I mean, that's a good battle pass, but it's... When did it come out? Uh, November. So, like... So, like... Yeah. I, I've been playing it pretty consistently, uh, and it stumbled sort of out the gate with getting experience and stuff, uh, and I don't know if now it's, like, fixed how I would want it, but I guess it is what it is. But, um, yeah, so I, I finished that. I think I might be done for until Season 2 comes out because I've seen all the maps. I've used all the weapons. I've pretty much iterated as much as I can iterate, you know? <laughs> um, and, and I think that some of the progression stuff is a little, like, some, uh, the, the customization stuff is just not as uh, deep as it has been in previous games, mm-hmm. which, like, I'm not the first person to say that, but... Um, for me, I, I personally don't see much of a reason to continue like grinding it or playing it past n- now that I don't have any more like literal rewards that I can. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what is like a, have you, when you play, you play Apex a lot, right? Or you used to play it like pretty frequently. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't really dipped into it as much. Have you, in the past few months, have but. you ever finished the battle pass for Apex? Got damn near close. And uh, to yeah, and like, is it like the same amount of time that you would play Apex versus Halo? Well, as my um, <laughs> PlayStation wrapped yeah. or wrap up or whatever it was last week proved, I played 155 hours of Apex Legends. Right, right, right. Um, quite a sizable amount of time, right? Uh, and like I said, I did not ever finish a battle pass. Okay, there are a few reasons for this. Um. With Apex, the seasons go by much quicker. It's like three to four months. Which makes sense, yes. And um, the battle passes expire, which is how most games do it. But Halo, the whole thing is, if you buy a battle pass, it will never expire. You will always be working towards it until you complete it. Which is cool, because it means that those items don't go away. Like, if you wanted, I don't know, whatever was at the end, even though the end items, in my opinion, for Halo were not, like, that great, um, you would still end up getting those things, even if you didn't have the time to put into it, when it came uh, out. that other people do yeah. right when it comes out. Right. Um, but with apex, that stuff does disappear, but it is pretty sweet. At least in my opinion, usually towards the end, it gets like pretty cool. I, I assume like Fortnite does stuff like that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and other battle passy games, but yeah, I, uh, just, I, I thought the battle pass was kind of weak with Halo. Yeah, and, and it that's was just sad. I was doing it for progression. Uh, there were a few items that I really wanted. The ODST helmet is like my favorite video game armor, <laughs> um, like helmet. Uh, probably next to some of the ones in Skyrim, and that was like at level like seventy or so. So by the time I had that, I was pretty much pretty much set. Yeah, I but. just think the the problem with the Halo battle pass is you're essentially just getting cosmetic stuff for your Master Chief. Whereas in Apex Legends, you you have it for all of the characters, right? 
Um, it's different. So, like the customization in those games are are different. Yeah. Uh, in in Halo, you can customize like you don't pick a new character when you play around. You are playing as your yeah Spartan. Uh, so you get to choose the shoulder pads and the chest plate and like the decal and whatever. Um, whereas in Apex, you are just getting like skins yeah. that are preset and already designed and whatever uh, that you can use for the individual characters, right? The cool thing about Apex that I really like is that there are a lot, a lot, a lot of gun skins mm. for all the different weapons, um, which makes it sort of like, I, I set mine to random, so it will just give me a random skin that I have every time I pick up a weapon, um, which is fun because it's kind of like, which one is going to be? Is it going to be a cool one or a lame one or whatever? Uh, whereas Halo like doesn't really have that. It has some of that, but it's not... Uh, you're not like unlocking those in the battle pass. Yeah, those are more yeah. things that you have to buy uh, outside of it. So I guess it is what it is, but um, just not great progression. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. That's sad, but we'll talk hey, more about Halo later. I'm, I'm sure it'll get back. And Hey, it's fun. It's like, it's a fun game. I played it. I, I'm going to say probably 80 hours and that's not bad for something. I paid, I think 15 for, for the battle pass. Right. Right. Um, and I'll probably I'll probably dip back in in May when they do season two, but the but May is five months away that's from right so now. So <laughs> long, like I mean I think yeah. that's the biggest sin. But hey, hey, yeah, and they like originally the seasons were going to be pretty short, like your Apex and Fortnite and Call of Duty and whatever. But uh, I, I assume Call of Duty does seasons, but uh, they then were like six months like oh my gosh <laughs> oh no yeah so whatever we'll talk more about halo uh in a little bit here before we get to that the metacritic roundup has been dormant yeah not a lot dormant. coming out not a lot coming out until no. right now until right now. right now and it's going to be a reoccurring segment for the next several weeks here metacritic roundup <laughs> is back <laughs> for uncharted the legacy of thieves collection for the PlayStation 5, which is uh, just remasters of PlayStation, f uh, of excuse me, of Uncharted 5. Excuse me. My goodness. There's so many numbers here. <laughs> it is a remastered version of Uncharted 4, was that Thief's End? Yep. And Uncharted Lost Legacy, which is like a side adventure between, I think, Nadine and Chloe. Uh, I didn't play that one, but uh, I've heard it's the best one out of all the Uncharted games have you have you played it? Yeah, you I, play, played I, play, I played both. Uh, I, I I don't know if it's the the best one per se. Uh, I'm also like not a huge Uncharted guy, so like saying this is the best out of the whole yeah, series doesn't yeah. like have me like super stoked. I, I I'll be honest, I expected more out of Uncharted Four for the amount of hype that it got, and then I played it last summer. I was like, oh, this is fine. Um, I mean, did you like Uncharted One, Two, and Three? Well, I played them all back to yeah, back, so back that, as soon as the pandemic started. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I enjoyed them, but I didn't think that they were, they're not the kind of thing that's going to stick with me. There weren't characters in there that I was like, wow, that was a great moment from this character. They got good performances and they do have like charm to them. Like they're, it's not un unenjoyable. Right, right. Um, but it was just something that like in one ear, sort of out the other. Yeah, I, do I, you, are you a big fan? I mean, yes. I mean, they're the kind of games I would like, but like in my history of living, I never would have been told another human being like uncharted games are in the top of my games i've ever played you know i fun. have a friend who has recently gotten into 
uh, gaming again from when he was like in high school. Uh, and he's been like, dude, I have a PS4. What do I play? You know, your last of us, last of us Two, uh, horizon. He's a big horizon fan, like all sorts of stuff. And he's like, do you, have you ever played uncharted four? <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, that's I a have. game. And he's like, yeah, someone, re- someone recommended it to me. I was like, yeah, it's good. Like, it's fun, yeah. but I would never like. I, I never think of that as like you gotta play yeah, Uncharted. Exactly, exactly. You know? And I know some people might, but I think really when it started, it was like kind of like the graphical steps forward that they were taking and how beautiful the game looked and the storytelling was very like movie like with how they did it. I mean, you're playing an action yeah. movie, but much yeah. like an action movie, it's a popcorn game rather than one I really sit and think about. Like, oh, remember when Nathan did that? That was powerful. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think. Uncharted 4 starts to get at a lot more of those themes a little bit. Correct, yes. Um, but I think ultimately when you're playing that game, it's still an Uncharted popcorn flick. So it's... There's... Yeah. yeah. I, I don't find there to be a lot of substance to it, but I've also, again, heard that uh, Lost Legacy. What's the one that was on the Vita? Uh, uh, go, uh, Golden Abyss. Golden Abyss, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Golden Abyss, yeah, there's, this, had there's this really annoying part that made me stop playing it at first. I eventually went back to beat it, but it's like a sniper thing that you have to like aim with your uh, Vita, and it is like one of the oh, worst. Oh, like the Axis. Oh my god, it's one of yeah. the worst parts I've ever experienced. I like rage quit it, um, but that is a very quality game. I still think um, com- that's a not Naughty Dog either. That's Bend mm-hmm. Studio, mm-hmm. responsible for Days Gone, and I believe. Uh, what was the other one that they did before Days Gone? Didn't they have a platformer? Hold on. It's called Benz and Snap. Benz Studio, Wikipedia, Games Developed. Oh, Bubsy? Oh, oh yeah, Siphon you know, Filter. What is it? <laughs> Siphon Filter? That was a oh, first-person yeah, 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 shooter. Filter. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then Bubsy 3D. Yeah, everyone's favorite. <laughs> everyone's favorite. Benz game. Um, <laughs> what is Uncharted Fight for Fortune? They also made this. Oh, it's like a card game game ah because they did have a spin-off card game they did have like a card aspect to um golden abyss i forget what it was like but they tried a lot Mm -hmm. of things in that game um i think it was like when i played that game i suddenly realized like oh this is actually quite on level with uncharted games except then i was like i guess i don't really like uncharted games (laughs) (laughs) right right um but legacy of thieves collection is here for the playstation 5 and uh it's got an 87 on Metacritic. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I think I think our conversation here is sort of um, emblematic of just our thoughts on that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure people like it. Uh, these first party Sony games tend to perform well on, on you know, tend to review well and, and whatever, even though they might not be our particular cups of tea. Uh, as I've spoken about, like, I'm sure I looked at Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. I think that's like 88 and. I didn't, I would not give it an eighty-eight, <laughs> but I understand why people like these games. So yeah, makes so sense to be. You've never played um, Lost Legacy. Do you own it? Correct. Uh, isn't is that on the PS Plus collection? No, it's not. Okay, so I don't own it. Elena has it. I bought it oh. for her <laughs> when, when she got when she got when I gave her my PS4. So here here's the thing about that I think is pretty cool about this upgrade path. If you own Uncharted Four, if you own Uncharted Lost Legacy. If you own the Uncharted Lost Legacy, Uncharted 4 combo pack, if you pay $10, those are for PS4, if you pay $10, you get this upgrade for your PS5 for $10 with both games in it. Oh, so if you just have one, you get the mm-hmm. other one for $10? Yeah. Oh, that's actually not bad. Yeah, so, like, I think that's pretty cool. Like, at the very mm-hmm. least, like, that seems pretty friendly. But this really, like, as 
as much as they want to tell you this is something new and cool, it just continues to be their PS4 to PS5 $10 upgrade. $10 thing. Bogus yep. thing. Um, which yep. is, you know, I we've talked about this. I mean, I get it, but also, like, it's just kind of like... <sighs> this is the first one that I think hasn't needed a flow chart for people to <laughs> understand. <laughs> uh, that, that I haven't seen, like, you know, uh, floating around on the internet. But, yeah, I... I agree and, and i mean they made it pretty clear following like a controversy seems a little strong uh reaction yeah maybe to the horizon forbidden west upgrade path yep. uh with with that being ten dollars and, and whatnot uh they made it pretty clear that hey this is going to be a continued thing so do not get used to these free upgrades uh that you might be getting on your xbox or uh i assume they don't well they don't publish a lot of their stuff right away on pc yeah but yeah yeah um that makes sense but that's a pretty good deal for anyone who has not bought uh one or the other you know does that work for i have uncharted 4 from ps plus probably not i think you have to own it you have to own the original uh, yeah i don't have it on disc so, oops but whatever but even if you have the, I, have, I, I have a digital version that i purchased when it came out that works i have so i have the digital version that was on ps plus ps yeah. plus in like may 2020 yeah yeah um well, I'll say this, Justin. I wasn't planning on playing this. Wasn't staying up trying to figure out how to get this game. Um, but that's again, that's just me. I uh, understand that a lot of people like this, as is shown by the uh, critic score of eighty-seven and user score of eight point eight, which uh, makes sense as people like these games. So there's that, Justin. You have here uh, a comment from Sean Eskaig. Mm-hmm. What, uh, let's, let me read this here. So, as Kaig says this, and if I'm mispronouncing that, I do apologize. I think we can say for certain that we never say never. Yeah, Uncharted is a franchise we love, that the studio loves, I love, and Kurt loves. It's a world we want to see more of. So I can certainly say that in reference to the future of Uncharted 4. I guess the Uncharted series. Because Lost Legacy came out after Uncharted 4? Yes. That's right, correct. yeah? Yes. And, I mean, there's some very direct ties to Uncharted 4. Like, if you are if you play Lost Legacy without playing Uncharted 4, you're going to be confused. Oh, really? Yeah. Gotcha. I have not played it, so I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that, that makes sense. I mean, you know, they're pretty... It's a spin-off title, so that yeah. tracks. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what do you think? Do you want more Uncharted games? I mean, this is an interesting comment. I think part of this, this was uh, a games radar uh, kind of sit down interview uh, that they had with the uh, design, the lead designers of Uncharted. Um, uh, and it, it seems to me like a very like journalistic reading into a quote that someone said about them coming up with another one. I don't know if ultimately Naughty Dog is going to be the group that comes back with another Uncharted game. Right. And yep. uh, I think this quote set is, is interesting to me because it says they want to see what that looks like, but maybe it's the world and not necessarily another Nathan Drake story. Um, so another kind of popcorn flick about, you know, the same world about, you know, hunting down treasures and objects and stuff like that could be pretty interesting um, if they take a new take on it. They they pretty neatly tied up the Nathan Drake story with Uncharted 4. Yeah. And kind of, I mean, spoilers for Uncharted 4, I suppose. Like, I'm not going to spoil, like, anything big. Uh, Elena, his girlfriend, they're married yeah. at that point, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, at the sorry. beginning of the game, they're married. Um, 
Okay, great. This is a freaking six-year-old game that I like don't remember that well, so I apologize <laughs> if I'm spoiling anything here. Uh, she gets pretty mad when she finds out that he's off adventure adventuring again. So I have to imagine that um, he sort of th- that was his one last ride. But they set things up with uh, other characters as well, um, without spoiling anything about the ending of that game. But yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right about the way you can look into this. I mean, it's very like. PR answer <laughs> right, of like right. at this time well, we're not we're thinking open to about the possibility yeah, yeah, yeah. right but uh without saying yes we are, we're actively working on new uncharted games i think you're right on the money though uh that naughty dog is probably not going to do it because I, I i don't think that like i i don't think that they are needed to make it because as we said it's kind of more of a popcorn flick thing like not particularly deep enjoyable but naughty dog i think does really good with these deeper stories that have better characters that are a little bit less one note than I think a lot of uncharted is, um, which isn't to say that they're all one note and entirely one sided, but, um, I think there are better things for naughty dog to be up to, but you know, you give uncharted if they're interested to another one of the PlayStation studios that's looking for a project to do. And I think you can, um, go some interesting places, but yeah, I just can't wait to see what they do with, uh, uh the, uh, last of us part three, like where is Joel's story going after, Last of Us Part Two. I agree. Uh, he had some interesting developments. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the news. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, with in an interview on the PlayStation blog with From Software's Hideteka, <laughs> how do you say his first name? I'm sorry. I know Miyazaki. Yeah, you got that. Um, I know that Hideteka. I'm so sure what we're trying we're trying yes um they were talking about difficulty with Elden Ring um and I'm just gonna read you this response some of this response because I think it's I think it's worth talking about so the question was this how has the ongoing discourse around game difficulty and accessibility impacted the way that you've tailored and maintained from software's trademark difficulty in Elden Ring was this something your team has been trying to be more mindful of And uh, Miyazaki says this. Yes, we have. It's a valid discussion. I feel like our approach to these games, not just Elden Ring, is to design them to encourage the player to overcome adversity. We don't try to force difficulty or make things hard for the sake of it. We want players to use their cunning, study the game, memorize what's happening, and learn from their mistakes. We don't want players to feel like a game is unfairly uh, unfairly punishing, but rather that there's a chance to win a different encounter and make progress. We understand that Souls-like games are regularly associated with impossible levels of difficulty with high barriers to entry, but we try to design games to make the cycle of repeatedly trying to overcome these challenges enjoyable in itself. So... We hope that with Elden Ring and the new options it provides, it will be a success in that respect. In Elden Ring, we have not intentionally uh, tried to lower the game's difficulty, but I think more players will finish it this time. I think that ending little bit is is a little telling for potentially what they're looking to do with Elden Ring. What do you what do you make of this? Um. I think this is a calculated answer to say we're not putting in an easy mode. <laughs> that is correct. I, I I feel like that's not unheard of for them, right? I, haven't they said before that like they are a fan of making one experience, and even though it's challenging, like sticking to 
this is the difficulty, right? Correct. And um, I mean, I, 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 I get their perspective, and I get the perspective about uh, a game being, you know, easier to play and accessible. And I always think about Celeste and how mm-hmm. I enjoyed the hell out of that game until I didn't. And whenever I didn't enjoy it anymore, specifically on that last challenge mountain, um, there are ways to get through it. And I did not necessarily feel, instead of being frustrated for an hour and a half, because I bet you I could have beaten it if I really put sure. my mind to it. I'm, You know, mm-hmm. it's a video game. It's meant to be completed. Um, but rather than the lasting taste of that game in my mouth being a negative one, I got to the ending of the story and I enjoyed it and I liked it. So I, I think... There's nothing wrong with making a game accessible to people and easier to people, even if it's not what you intentionally wanted it to be. Um, yeah. And I think Elden Ring, they didn't design it to be easier. The design of the game might have things that make the game easier for people, but ultimately yeah. they're not really thinking about making this game accessible. Um, in that same interview, he goes on to say, um, the player has more agency to dictate their approach against, for example, the field bosses in the overworld and how they utilize stealth in various situations. We even reduce the number of hoops that you have to jump through to enjoy it in multiplayer. So we hope the players embrace the idea of receiving help from others. And we feel like the overall clear rate will go up this time because of these things. And I think that's a positive statement and positive changes, specifically about the multiplayer stuff, for how yeah. this game can change. Because I don't know about you, but... Whenever you try to summon someone into your game, um, it's either really complex and hard to do, or it feels like you're sacrificing your firstborn in order to do it. Um, and it <laughs> yes. just like I had so much trouble with Dark Souls Two. Uh, that game mm-hmm. is real hard, and there are certain things in that game that make it almost impossible at a certain point if you keep failing at a boss to clear it. <laughs> yeah, if you can't summon your friends in. Um, so clearly, I think this is going to make the game better, but it's still not. A, it doesn't answer the idea about difficulty and accessibility in games. Right. It's the say it's, it's just a different game than the other ones with some tweaks and, and streamline things to improve it. Yeah. Cause, cause to your point, he, he mentioned like the design of the game, yeah. right. And you can design for accessibility and also like we are not experts on accessibility, but uh, I mean, it, it's pretty simple to see that of the mainstream series in gaming, um, a lot have taken steps forward to help let more people come to the table and play them and uh, get their own enjoyment out of gaming, right? From software games have not done that and seem pretty set in their ways on not doing that. And yeah, designing to make it potentially, did you say, yeah, where he said like there's less hoops to jump through. Um, that makes sense, but that still does not, make like an accessible game yeah right it's better it's a better Uh, design game but it's not necessarily right accessible uh i saw so with forza horizon 5 which is a a wonderfully accessible game and very very open about like hey you can you can make this experience exactly how you want it to be um i I still can't make it fun though i don't know about that no matter yeah i think i think we just don't like cars (laughs) 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 um but uh, there was there's a mode for that where you can play the game in like slow motion, which I think is really cool. Uh, and you can set the speed of the actual game uh, so that you can make it easier is maybe the wrong word. But it is it 
allows people who might have slower reaction times or not be able to process everything exactly how it's happening at such a fast speed, especially with a racing game. Um, they're able to see that coming a little bit and adjust how they're going to play based on that. And that's an awesome setting. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a perfect example of something that could go into a Souls game or a, a, sorry, a FromSoft game that would really improve it for people who might struggle with these exceptionally difficult bosses without having it be easy mode, right? Because for whatever reason, I think that people who are like wanting to like be gatekeepy about these sorts of games are just obsessed with the idea of like easy mode makes my accomplishment worse which is just not the case right um but it, it seems like based on what uh, miyazaki said in this interview from software is not interested in putting an easy mode in their game that's fine but what about a mode that isn't like quote-unquote easy mode but just one that is able to make things a little bit easier for people you know that isn't that doesn't just it's not just a difficulty slider but it is able to allow for people to approach the game without having to have the exact same you know twitch reflexes as people who are playing it um without that setting i don't know yeah i mean i i think this is just a, it's a, again a good conversation to have um i'm glad that miyazaki said something about it you know just kind of thinking about how to make the game more accessible to people and you know just how it's designed but i still think there's nothing wrong with having forza settings or celeste yeah. settings or that kind of thing so um yeah you know uh there'll always be purists out there who who's like oh, i gotta beat the game the way it was intended well guess what games are intended to be fun and if they're not they're not games they're torture right well, and, and here's the thing, too. Like, what I do appreciate is that he does address and say, like, yeah, we're thinking about that at the yeah. studio, yep. right? Which I think is, is you know, the fo a foot in the door. That's what you need. Correct. Um, but I don't know. The thought of, like, playing Dark Souls but having infinite health and, like, there are other things about that game than it being challenging to kill bosses. The, they're mazes, right? Like, just, just getting from area to area is a challenge on its own because there's not, like, I don't think there's like maps in it or anything like that. So like trying to find secrets and, and trying to like navigate those, those areas is still fun and challenging. And I don't know. <laughs> I, I, th this is a much bigger conversation, I think, but at the end of the day, I do appreciate that from is interested in, uh, in talking about it, potentially <laughs> yeah, talking about it, but it is not great in my opinion that they're completely uninterested in, really taking those steps to make those settings to make their games a little bit more accessible yep you know what i mean yep justin ubisoft you heard of them they're um the company that made halo uh close microsoft bought them uh also close <laughs> they uh, i have to imagine after that <laughs> recent acquisition we're like we got we got good stuff. We got Assassin's hey, Creed. What we about got, us? Hey guys, we got Tom Clancy. You guys love Tom Clancy, right? right? And they were like, "No, we'll put him on Game Pass. Don't worry about it." <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, Ubisoft, uh, basically, here I'll, I'll just read you this headline from one IGN from Ryan Leston. Um, Ubisoft exec says gamers don't get it when it comes to NFTs. So this is from that article. Ubisoft's new NFT service hasn't gone down well ever since it was revealed but execs say that the gamers just don't get it during an interview with finder ubisoft strategic innovations lab vice president nicholas porod said that gamers simply don't understand the benefits of nfts i think 
Gamers don't get what a digital secondary market can bring to them, he said. For now, because of the current situation and context of NFTs, gamers really believe it's first destroying the planet and second, just a tool for speculation. But what we at Ubisoft are seeing first is the end game. The end game is about giving players the opportunity to resell their items once they're finished with them or they're finished playing the game itself. Uh, I mean, we had a long in-depth conversation about NFTs and gaming. Was that, la- was that last week? Two weeks, uh, two ago. weeks ago, yeah. Um, so if, if you are interested in more of our thoughts about that specifically, go ahead and listen to that episode. But how does this grab you with Ubisoft saying the backlash is stupid, gamers don't get it? <laughs> well, I will agree with Ubisoft that no one gets what NFTs are. <laughs> sure. However, when you're yeah. being antagonistic and saying our use of NFTs is the right way of using NFTs. You just don't understand it. You sound like a bunch of, a bunch of idiots coming off of that. Uh, That's the thing, right? Cause <laughs> you're saying like, yeah, Ubisoft is right. That gamers don't get NFTs. Uh, but Ubisoft is also saying like, but we do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, no, you don't it. Ubisoft. <laughs> uh, if you got it, NFTs, right. you wouldn't use the word NFT when you're talking about anything like that's, that's like <laughs> right. poison. That's absolute yes, poison. Yes. Put these features in there. Make make us see that there's something that we can work with and use without like putting this this buzzword on top of it. And you know, again, if they if their goal is truly to make you know gamers be able to sell what they put into like all the effort that they put into it, that's a cool thing. But like, don't potentially right. Yeah, but don't like yell at the gamers for like hating NFTs because guess what? Most people hate NFTs now. Yeah. Well, and and I think the idea of like. You know, you buy a skin, but then when you're done with the game, you sell it back and you can get that money back, I think is potentially kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but, like, sell it to who? It, like, right. You know what I mean? I, I Like, that's the thing. Like, you want a secondary market of this sort of stuff? N- no one wants that. <laughs> like, really, no one wants that. Um, and, th- I mean, there are secondary markets for, like, in-game exclusive items. Like, do you remember? <laughs> here's a so date us. You remember Flappy Bird? Oh, man. Oh, man. That, that game ruined me. Yeah, so it's an, it's, if you're not <laughs> as old as we are, it's a game where uh, it's just a really challenging mobile game that the develop the the single developer who made it was like, you know what, this is causing too much frustration for people. I'm just going to take this app uh, app down off the app store. So people were selling their phones with Flappy Bird on it uh, for several hundred dollars. I don't know if anyone actually bought those, but like I'm they sure. definitely went up. Or like I'm sure if you put in eBay PS4 PT, like people are selling their PS4s that have PT downloaded on them. Uh, there's a secondary market for stuff like that, but uh, the idea of like skins <laughs> for Rainbow Six Extraction, right? Is just right. Not- but I mean, oddly, people would still buy that. I'm sure some people would still buy that kind of stuff. Like I don't know who, but I'm sure there's a market for it. I mean, they have that like maybe the marketplace for Blizzard, <laughs> uh, like Diablo. Like you can purchase right, in yeah. game items and stuff. Like. Again, if there's the market for it, that will speak for itself. Like, it's not really like I'm not going to buy something like that, but I'm sure people would or might. Um, but one of the things, too, is like speaking of uh, Ubisoft, if you put all this just because you put money in a game that says you can sell your stuff back, what happens when the game gets shut down? Like, let's right. say Hyperscape, um, yeah, yes, <laughs> which was totally. kind of a, a blunder from the start with uh, with Ubisoft. But it's not like just because they have NFTs in it, you spend all this money, you can get your money back. So. I, you know, I. also with a company like Ubisoft, I mean, they're doing annual releases or at this point, biannual releases. Right. So let's say you buy something in Assassin's Creed and that, well, I guess they're shifting to a more live service model, mm. but any other Tom Clancy games, right? Like 
in five years, <laughs> no one's going to want to buy your shit because there's way more Tom Clancy games, mm-hmm. right? You know? Um, yeah, so congratulations, Ubisoft. You figured out NFTs. Yeah, they really, you did it. They really need to hire Phil Spencer and his PR team because... <laughs> That. Have they said have they said anything about NFTs Feels like Spencer? Microsoft in general? They've talked about like the metaverse and how they're interested potentially like interested in like using the metaverse in their thing, which I guess makes sense. But because uh, I mean, they've done sort of stuff like that. Do you remember back in the day you could watch a movie on Xbox Live with a bunch of your friends in a party and it puts your little avatars in a movie theater together? Oh, yeah. yeah That's yeah. just the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, like at the end of the day, just like a virtual hangout space for a bunch of people. Um but yeah, I'd say that is well, a whole other conversation. I'm sure Microsoft is going to put their like is doing something with NFTs. They're 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 a, I'm sure. a tech giant, and they are going to be yeah. trying to find a way to make money. But I don't think Phil Spencer is going to come out there and be like, people who have Xbox just don't understand what NFTs are. NFTs right. are the future. Eat it. You know, he's not going to say Th- that's, that. <laughs> that's the thing, right? Even if you are like completely disagree with us and do think like NFTs, they're they're what's going on. They're the big thing. Uh, I don't know why I made them like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, But like, even if, even if you think that like, that's fine. But the approach of being like, they're the future and people who don't get it are fucking stupid. Like, Oh, cool. Right. Right. It's a great way to convince people. Ubisoft. Thank you. Nice. Um, Nice. Nice. Great job. Moving right along. Steam deck. You heard of it? Ooh. Uh, Has a release date. It's um, coming out February 25th. I think it was delayed out of like December, wasn't it? Into February 25th yeah. for those people who have um, that. There's like different tiers of pre-orders of, of people who sort of got in there. Uh, but it'll be launching on uh, pretty soon here at the end of next month. What do you think? Do, do we, we haven't really talk about this other than i think a little a little bit and like it's just like one of those things like i i bet you i'm gonna have the fomo when it comes out and i i i think like the more i i use like cloud streaming stuff and the more i have these backbones and the different controllers the more i just realize how much i like playing games on on the go mobile not necessarily hooked yeah. to my tv um, and I think that might be a very personal thing for my lifestyle, but I like just, you know, having TV on, wa- pl- watching something while I'm playing something on my Switch. Um, mm-hmm. I like before I go to bed to be able to play something that's on my PlayStation on my phone. You know, like, yeah. I, I think having something like the Steam Deck that is a direct competitor almost to something like Nintendo with a library like Steam, yep. I think is is cool. And if that's what computers turn into... Um, I I don't know. I am oddly interested in one of these. I don't think I'll buy it because I do have to have I have to put my limit somewhere. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. It when when the release date stuff came out and people were talking about it, I I did get some uh uh some FOMO. Yeah, that makes sense. My whole thing is like, I mean, if I want to play all the games I can play, I want to play. I already have on consoles, and like if there are things that I can't play on consoles, like I do have a nice pc that i've spent money on you know to have so like just having this mobile one doesn't really make a whole lot of sense especially as someone who doesn't really go a lot of places at the moment um it just it just doesn't really make sense to me but i think it is cool for people um who are looking for a little more out of a handheld experience than what you are getting with the switch especially with 
you know, the Switch has a great library. It really does. Uh, but it is also lacking a lot of the other mainstream titles that are coming out now um, that just simply cannot run on the hardware. And I think the Steam Deck like eclipses it right. in every way yeah, pretty yeah. much. And like the, the Nintendo has a lot of like the cloud stuff that's that's that yeah. they're introducing yeah. and stuff. But um, for people who do play Switch on the go and not just like in their bed because they're lazy, um, you can't play those games on Switch. And really quickly, something like Switch is becoming obsolete in terms of its technology and as much as nintendo can put the fun little no stop <laughs> but as much as Nintendo can what? put like the fun little like stylistic uh twists on their game so you can hide some of the graphical issues they're still there and you're not and there's already a huge rift between what you can play on ps5 and what you can play on um switch and yeah Wonderful know. transition. Oh. I want to talk about Pokemon Legends Arceus. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless you have anything else to say about the Steam Deck. Uh, I, I, again, interested. I hope this sells well and does well yeah. enough that stuff like this continues to come out. Um, because yeah. I think this is only good for, for mobile gaming in general. And is it going to hurt Nintendo? No. People are go ape shit no. crazy over Nintendo. Well, that's the thing, too, right? Like, you got the Steam Deck. I, I, good luck playing your Nintendo games on there. I mean, maybe you can <laughs> with with what I'm sorry not to be like that but like with whatever back-end software you can get running on there I'm sure you probably can but at the end of the day like most people are not going to be able to do that or have any interest in doing that because they probably already have a switch but right. let's talk about Legends Arceus uh, I've been playing it um you've been playing it I've got about six to seven hours in it I only Where have seven you? and a half okay uh initial first impressions Justin go right ahead this is either like my favorite pokemon game or like my not favorite pokemon game <laughs> yeah i don't know if i like it <laughs> but i like it you know what i mean okay so uh, yeah go on i recently just beat um brilliant Pearl? Pearl, is that the one? Diamond. Yeah, whatever. I beat that. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, it was a struggle to get through. Yeah. Like, a struggle. Um, the game wasn't, like, too hard until the Elite Four happened. I was just a little underleveled when I got there to start from. But I was, like, going through all these, like, caves and stuff like that, and I was just bored out of my mind. Yep. And I kept thinking back to um, what I liked about Sword and Shield because I thought that was such a, a breath of fresh air to Pokemon. And it had the opportunity to be really cool. And I thought that what they did with the wild area was a good step in the right direction for how they can make sure that they revitalize what Pokemon is. Yeah. And then I go to play uh, Ar Ar Arceus. Yes. And it's kind of what I wanted from the open world. And I think... This game has the potential to positively impact where Pokemon goes from here mm -hmm. in a way that I don't think the other Pokemon would, if that makes sense. Yes. Uh, I am in a similar camp. Uh, I don't know if I'm actually liking this very mm -hmm. much. Um, that said, I like the ideas that are going on here. And uh, I think a lot of my frustration comes with some of the more like 
overarching aspects of it. Like if you take all these aspects and put them into like a traditional style, like Pokemon game, I'm kind of into it. Uh, I would be into it potentially more, but with the way that it's presented in this particular game, I just don't think it works very well. Uh, before we get into that specific stuff, however, uh, the Metacritic roundup stops for no man and no game. None. Um, Metacritic, uh, obviously, the end-all be-all for knowing if a video game is good, as we've talked about with our Uncharted uh, Legacy of Thieves collection discussion. Similar to Legacy of Thieves, 85 out of critics. Um, and similar to my thoughts about that, I wouldn't put that there. <laughs> I would I would go probably actually a lot lower. Again, I'm not done with it, but um, I'm just not loving it. In the way that a lot of people seem to be like, this is the best Pokemon game I've ever played. And, and like, I've been looking forward to a game like this for so long. Uh, I agree with you that the way that it sort of uses an open, it's not like really an open world, but like those open bigger levels similar to that wild area, I do like. Um, I just think that I don't like the mechanics of it really. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I, there's too many Pokemon in the open world for me. I, and the pro like, there are too many of the same Pokemon in the open world in the same space, meaning that I feel like I'm constantly trying to run away from Pokemon and like I'm being attacked by them all the time. Um, when I am trying to just go places, um, and I don't love that. And I, yeah, I don't know. So uh, I, the, I, one of the more interesting things to note about this game is that this is the highest scoring Pokemon game since Pokemon Sun back in 2016. Pokemon Sun really? scored an 87. Um, and then from there, Ultra Sun scored an 84. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield about an 80. The expansion passed for that like a 68. Um, the brilliant diamond shining pearl, uh, in the, uh, upper seventies and this game scored 85, which interesting for me, like th yeah. that, that, that would be the general thought of it, uh, from Metacritic. And I think part of why that is the case is because it is such a different choice than yes, it's fresh and Pokemon. it's new, right? Yes. Um, and whereas I was bored playing Pearl, this one is engaging because of its just how different it is and it's a new experience. I think uh, I what I what I don't like about this game, yeah, is the the way the story is presented. Justin, let's talk about the game story here. Okay, so I don't think anyone plays Pokemon games for the story. I could be wrong about that. In fact, I'm sure I am, but. I would say the majority of people playing Pokemon <laughs> games based off of nothing um, are not playing those games for the story. Mm -hmm. uh, this game, Pokemon Legends Arceus, has a newfound emphasis on the story, which I think is cool. But the problem is, it's not a really good story because it's like not written well. <laughs> like I, I get that at the end of the day, Pokemon games like you know for kids uh, not to not to be diminutive or anything um but it, i would say that generally pokemon does skew for children to be enjoyed as much as uh, in the same vein as like adults but the story is really really dumbed down to the point of being in my opinion extremely unengaging and uninteresting and it goes on for so long in the first few hours as many pokemon games do but what are your gripes with the story here 
Uh, so I I was very excited to play this game. I it, Thursday eleven o'clock. I was on my Switch. I was tired. It's a long work week. I was yeah. playing it, and that first like I'm gonna say twenty minutes, I was like falling asleep. I would have to catch myself to like wake myself up, read the text on the screen, and then go to the next page because I was just so yep. like sleepy and falling asleep and everything. Um, and, uh, it was scary at first because I mean, it was just done in such a way that was so slow. And, uh, the, I was worried about where it was going to go, but the thing that is saving it for me is after the story, story aside, Pokemon games usually have the first hour, hour and a half to be a lot of tutorial stuff. Yeah. And I'm usually bored out of my mind by that. Yes. In this game, I wasn't bored out of my mind by it because I needed the tutorials. It, it was yes. all new, different. Um, so that was interesting and engaging for me. Uh, but as the story keeps going, the story is so formulaic about simply going out into the world, rescuing a Pokemon, getting that mount, fighting an alpha, going back to the village, upgrading going back out into the world. Yeah. And and the gameplay loop for me is awesome. I personally love it, but the story itself that's attached to the gameplay loop, every time I go back to the town, I roll my eyes because I have to watch them freaking eat potato mochi or whatever for yes, yes. the 50th time. Um, and it's... I was trying to think about why I'm so bored by this. Like, why are these... And I, by the way, today, fully rested, eight in the morning... Uh, I was up and you know had my cup of coffee and was playing it and I'm sitting through the, some of these like cutscenes with heavy quotes and again I'm taken back to eleven o'clock on Thursday night of launch day my yeah. eyes are drooping I'm falling asleep trying to like focus on the story here and I think one thing that Pokemon really needs to do to fix the story in Pokemon put freaking voice acting in it is it that yeah. hard to do yeah. Is it really it that is, hard to do? It, but uh, okay, I got a question for you. Do you want voice acting for the dialogue that's written? Um, I mean, it's bad. Not like it's not like bad, like cringeworthy, but just like completely forgettable, uninteresting, like bland, nothing. I I would again. This is me putting what I want in a game rather than whatever. Yeah. But I would assume uh, that if they would focus on actually voice acting, the dialogue would maybe go through one or two more revision processes. You know, like that's true, you know, yeah. because yep, they yep, are yep. focusing on people reading them. I'm sure there'd be more things that happen in studio with it. Um, but even like if they did that stuff that they do in a lot of these games where they might have like a repeated line that they say, like, what? No. Uh huh. Like between right. some of this dialogue, it just adds more to the characters and the cutscenes that they have that are not just dialogue things are really bad. Like I, this was a complaint with sword and shield right. with like the animations right. and stuff uh which i think like the pokemon animations in this game are actually a lot better yeah. oh yeah um like a lot better yeah. but the cutscene animation is still pretty bad mm. I mean, it's just like it's not, it's not the focus of the game like that's fine like you don't need to have a cinematic game like a cinematic pokemon game mm -hmm. necessarily but just like anything happening other than just like basic dialogue basic cutscene nothing yeah, it's a character right? slinking in a frame saying some things <laughs> that is a turning perfect away way to and slinking off it is and it's so slow and the turn the turn uh, is like three seconds of them like doing 
the walking animation in like a 180 degrees. Um, so here's here's what I would say, Justin, to fix the story, to fix this this like cutscene issue is I just don't think the story is very interesting. Do you know why? Because it's the same story as all of the other Pokemon games. Now hold on, I know what you're thinking, but w- what? What do you mean? It's set in ancient times. You show up and they give you Pokeballs. And you show up and they go, do you know how to catch Pokemon? Here's how you catch Pokemon. I was thinking that maybe we were going to get a new, like, maybe you show them how to catch Pokemon. Um, or you get, like, it, it's pretty clear that, like, the general consensus about, about Pokemon is not the same as it is in, in, like, you know, older games where everyone loves Pokemon. It's like people don't really know what to make of them. But they all still call them Pokemon, even though some people don't use Pokeballs to capture them, which is, like, well, it's pocket monster Mm -hmm. right um i think that if the perception of pokemon was a little bit different where like everyone just calls them monsters and you're like no no no, they like they're friendly and and they can be your friend and they're pokemon like they fit in your pocket and you can train them and and have relationships with them like that could be kind of interesting or if you invented pokeballs or invented any of the items that you get but instead they're just already all there you know um handed to you (laughs) <laughs> in in crafting recipes which is like the crafting i think is good and, and works better than just going back to a shop to replenish stuff but like the fact of the matter is even though it's set in like s- supposedly like ancient times it's really the same game in terms of like everything that you have and the way that it's like being told it reminds me a lot of did you play sun and moon i did not it reminds me a lot of those games where they don't have gyms in the same way you uh, you approach and fight um super powerful like uh uh like raging pokemon that are these much bigger versions uh than than other um iterations of them and it's kind of cool i think they're like what like there's a name for them in pokemon sun and moon um but it's, it's the same sort of thing but i've seen it before i saw it in sun and moon (laughs) so it's it's just like a lot of the same which is disappointing because it's such a new, interesting setting. But, like, the conflict is still sort of the same. You have these two different tribes. And, like, yeah, they're not, you know, Team Rocket or Team Magma or, or whatever from the other games. It's still a similar, like, thing. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, I, I it's, it, it's, the story itself is not new. Some of the items and stuff itself yeah. is not new, even though it seems like it's in a new world and a new everything like that. I think the point that you said that really kind of stuck out to me as being like a cool thing would be like if the Pokemon were treated more as monsters throughout it and you kind of came in to like raise them and like show them everyone in the town that Pokemon are worth being friends with and worth partnering with. Story spoiler for the first cutscene in the game. <laughs> So if you don't want to know what the premise of the video game is, don't listen. Uh, you're from the future. You get sent back in time and you're wearing cargo shorts and it's very funny, but you're from the future. So like the game is already set up to sort of be that, you know, like you could show up and be like, what do you mean? Why is everyone afraid of these Pokemon? Like they're awesome. Come here. It's an Eevee. Look at this Eevee or it's a Bidoof because yeah. this game, this is Pokemon Bidoof version. Apparently I love Bidoof, man. <laughs> I love a Bidoof. I would, but, I like, would, they're all I, over. If I could, my house would be filled with them. I I get it. Yeah. I do get it. They're fun. They're cute. But like, you, you know what I mean? Like you show up and you, and you go, no, no, no. Like I'm going to make Pokeballs. Like I'll show you. And you make Pokeballs. And but instead you just show up and they're like, oh, here's, here's Pokeballs. 
How did you, how did you come up with that? Yeah. We <laughs> we don't have electricity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I uh, again, that that to me it starts to do that thing with with projecting what you want the game to be. Yeah, you're right. You're to right, a certain right. point, and I think it would be asking this game to be way more of a narrative game than I think it really is trying to be by doing yeah, that. That's true. But like, I think you're 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 spot on with saying that if you had this cutscene with your main character who was a voiced actor who would be like, you guys haven't heard of Pokemon? Oh, yeah. well, I, we're best friends here. And then you brought that to the town and slowly but surely that started rubbing off on other people. I think that's a concept that would have been awesome. Because it already sort of does that right. with the with the side quest being like, you know, like I really love Wormpole. <laughs> Can I have a Wormpole? Like that's fine, yeah. right? Well, but then there was one of Starly, I think. Did you give the Starly to that one person? Yeah. And then- yeah. You give it, you you're like you can keep this, and, and then they're like, no, no, and they like run away from it in the bad yeah, animation. Like you can pet it, give him a pet. Like that was pretty funny, yeah. but like that would have been so much more fun to see in like an animated version, like when they're actually like you have like the character like reaching their hand out shakily and like doing this kind of thing, yeah. but it's just not there. And and like this is like not necessarily a new criticism of this game since they showed it off. Everyone was like, this doesn't look very like visually very good, uh, well, <laughs> or I'm, like the presentation is uh, not great. Uh, and I mean. That is, again, not new criticism, but persistent throughout. It doesn't look awesome. I think the character models look good, and I think the Pokemon themselves look good, but just like the area design isn't awesome. Um, Have you? Are you playing a doctor or undocked? Uh, I've been playing handheld because I've been out of town this weekend. Uh, but after we're done, I'm going to be playing it docked. From what I heard, it runs better handheld than docked. Oddly enough. We, oh, weird. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I have not experienced it because I've, I've literally. This is my. OLED box. You see how there's no cords yep. in it, and it's by my not desk. plugged into a TV. No TV. Yeah, you know what I mean. I do. I do. Uh, I've actually not run into any performance issues. Is it not performing it's well? It's fine. I, yeah, it, like it's... a lot, lot more like pop in graphical things, like oh, textures not it, loading it. in and stuff like that. Um, I saw in a bunch of reviews they showed like in the distance. If you see something in the air, it looks almost like it's stop animation, and it's not like animated fully just because it's not rendering it correctly. Um, okay. But I haven't really experienced any problems other than the fact that you just look at it and you're like, this game isn't as pretty as it could be. Yeah. But yep. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, it yeah. looks like this would have launched on the Switch. And I mean, the, the easy comparison is like Breath of the Wild, yep. which uses <laughs> the Switch's limitations to uh, it, it chose an art style and a presentation um, that sort of works with the limitations of the Switch, right? Yeah. But this game just feels like. It could be a launch game in terms of what it actually looks like. Um, but I don't know. That's not a deal breaker for me. Yeah. Like, I, I think the character models look good. The Pokemon themselves look good. Their their animations are like, there's a lot of them. Yeah. There's did you Did you play them. around in the photograph mode? Yeah, I did. And That's kind it, of fun. That was pretty cool because you can put your Pokemon in there. You can pose them in different things. You can have them do different animations. You can, like, kind of position yourself and do whatever you want with them. So I think that stuff is pretty cool. Um, yeah. and I do think like that is a highlight of it. I think just them walking around the open world. I think that's awesome. Um, mm -hmm. I, they have subtle differences if they are bigger than each other. I don't know if you've kind of run into that, like some that yeah. are bigger. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, the thing, again, the thing that fails for me of this game is solely the story and it's just hard to get through. Sure. However, I would counter that this is probably one of the most fun Pokemon to play moment to moment because of the sole reason I don't feel that when I run into a Pidgey for the hundredth time, 
there's no Pidgeys in this game. I haven't run into any yet. I run into a Starly for the hundredth time or a Bidoof for the hundredth time. There's still a benefit or something I get from that encounter. Um, yes. And so basically for those of you who aren't really keyed into this game, the gameplay loop is changed because you have options about encountering and capturing Pokemon either through battle, like normal, or stealth, which is new. Um, or even just like as a human. Like you can literally like fight Pokemon. Like there's a mechanic there's boss fights in here in which you're throwing yeah. shit at a Pokemon, like as a human, not a Pokemon. Well, that's the thing. It, instead of doing that thing where like you're walking around in tall grass, or I mean, even in, in Sword and Shield, like they had Pokemon models running out around you. And with, uh, what's the other one too? Uh, let's go Eevee and Pikachu. Yeah. Um, it doesn't do that thing where like that a lot of turn-based RPGs do where it's like a little animation on the screen, like, and then now you're in the turn-based yep. thing. It's pretty seamless between, uh, uh, running around and being in a battle yep. to the point where it just, it really does feel natural yep. of like, Oh, this is just a battle and in this it's space. It's so much quicker than any other Pokemon game I've ever Correct. played before. Correct. Because you don't have to deal with the menu of being like, yep. this character leveled up. And, or, or and the, they change around how like move yeah, sets work, too. Yeah, or even like um, the animation about like... Yep, 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 yep. Like all that stuff, it's gone. It's just, it happens like, right away, real quick. I love that. Um, So like the idea about interacting with the world that way makes it fun because I don't just have to like run away from a Pidgey by getting in a fight and then running away. I can choose to just ignore it. And you were saying how like you keep being bothered by some of the Pokemon. If you get on your mount yeah. and just go past them, you're good. You don't have to worry about it. I I I tried that, but I ran into another issue oh, no. with that I have with the game. Um I've been playing Pokemon for a long time. I wouldn't say I'm bad at the game. Uh I'm getting steamrolled by pokemon by by trainers and pokemon for two reasons reason one is at first i was a little under leveled because i was like you know what fuck this i'm just gonna run through to the next encounter uh but so you can't necessarily do that because you do need the experience points which um as it has opened up a new pokemon have been introduced it has made me more interested in like exploring to find new pokemon which i guess makes sense but uh the other facet to that is uh if you run through like you're not having any like actual like literal experience with the battles uh, and using the battle system, which is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So now you can use a, uh, if a Pokemon has been with a move for a certain amount of time, you can use, um, it's like a power mode or agile agile mode. Strong. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it either does more damage, but it slows you down in the turn order or it does a little bit less damage, but it, boosts you up in the turn order i always keep the turn order on uh i like i like that it is very clear about who's going to go next but the problem is other pokemon can use that too so even if you are like okay well they're gonna get one hit in and then uh i'm gonna have two hits sometimes it's like oh no they're gonna get two hits in and just totally kill my my guy um which i i find to be a little irritating so yeah so i tried to, to just steamroll through but it it's, just, it's not clicking with me I mean, I'm very, I've been very meticulous about like capturing, fighting, and leveling yeah, up as yeah. I'm going through. Um, and like, again, I find it so much more fun to do that than you would in a regular Pokemon game because you have so many more options about how to in- interact with these encounters and stuff like that. Um, and if you catch like 50 Starlies, you, they all go to your pasture, which is like your box. But yeah. 
you Which actually get rewards and money from doing research tasks. Yeah. And basically by capturing more of the same Pokemon, you can essentially turn those in to get money for, for them. So there's like a reason to do that. Uh, very mm-hmm. akin to Pokemon Go in a way, how you get the candy to level them up. You get money That's to thing. buy stuff and do stuff. This feels like a marriage between Pokemon Go and like classic Pokemon in a way that works a lot better than like Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu. Yeah. In my it, opinion. I mean, it really feels like kind of a summary of everything Pokemon from Pokemon Snap, the tasks and the things that you have to yeah, do in yeah. Pokemon Snap to the open worldness of Sword and Shield to the sort of the the RPG elements of a traditional Pokemon. Uh, like there's a lot of like things in this game that they're really trying to like it feels like a fun experiment. Um, and I ultimately some of this stuff doesn't necessarily work, but I, I have really just been enjoying getting my team together, leveling them up, the freedom it has, the speed it has. Um, and I think one of the things that was frustrating at first is that the battle system, more than just the strong and the agile move sets, is very different. Um, different moves do different things. Uh, sleep does not do the same sleep that you're used no, to. No, it does not. Um, poison <laughs> no, it does, not. does not do the same kind of poison that 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 you're used to. Um, uh, uh, moves themselves are different from each other. Um, uh, the, uh, the, the agile and strong and the move order, the, the, that changes like your speed stat still controls who goes first in the fight and everything. But, um, if you, if an enemy runs into you, then they attack first, just like in, in, uh, like a lot of like, uh, RPG games. Yeah. If you sneak up on them and hit them first, then you go first. It's just kind of like that, like sneak attack move and stuff like that. Um, plus, I, have you been experimenting with any like the smoke bombs to like confuse uh, Pokemon and stuff like that? Uh, yes, this game suffers from what I think a lot of games suffer from uh, with this sort of thing where it just gives you way too much. Yeah. I have a thousand items that I can throw at different Pokemon. And like there, there is a mechanic where different Pokemon are attracted to different foods. So if you're trying to lure them away from something or like lure them closer to get them with a ball or something like that. That is a system in place, but there's just, in my opinion, too much for me to feel too much too fast for me to feel comfortable with trying things out, especially in those first few hours when you don't really have the time to experiment because you're just moving along to the next story thing so quick. I also think this this Pokemon game in itself is going to make a lot of guides writers happy because it is such like a new Pokemon experience that I think having a guide up and like finding out what these items are and how to attack these certain things is kind of cool. But what one thing I do like is so the the way the Pokedex works in this game is that there isn't one. You're making it. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. This is just more to the thing where it's like, oh, they just hand you something and they go, we're making a Pokedex. What? Why? Well, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, again, I think that has to do with the setup and the story of it, which is why yes, that's a yes. problem for me. But so you're doing the Pokedex in order to unlock an entry in the Pokedex in a normal Pokemon game. You just catch the Pokemon. It's in the Pokedex. Yeah, not the case for this one. You have to accomplish one of several tasks that they have, or several tasks that they have for the for the Pokemon. Whether it's yeah. catch them at night, catch them in stealth, catch them, uh, battle them, watch them do these moves, watch them do that move. Um, specific like side missions that you can do to unlock them. And what the really cool thing about that is that. Some of these Pokemon, you can update their Pokedex entry by never battling with them and just cap- capturing them. 
other ones you can uh, unlock their Pokedex entry by battling with that with that Pokemon and like making sure that your Starly is attacking other Pokemon. Um, so like you have the agency to unlock that Pokedex and complete those tasks in any way that you want. And even if there's like ten different tasks that you have to do, I think you have to complete like three or four of them, like like ten points or whatever to get to the yeah to the entry. Um, and the the one of the things that you can do is whenever you find a Pokemon, if you lock onto it, uh, you can press the menu to find out what tasks are associated with that Pokemon. And that's when you mm-hmm. find out things like, oh, they like this fruit. Attract them with this fruit. Attract them with this thing. Use this scatter bomb to catch them or whatever. So it kind of like guides you in that subtle way. But I do understand that I, there is so much here that they don't really tutorialize all this stuff enough. Which is weird because like four hours yeah. are just like... Yeah railroaded tutorials right, yeah right but uh, but it's not of the the, the little minutiae stuff that really kind of makes it unique and different yeah uh, i also okay and i hate it like i'm not trying to like dog on this game because i don't hate it uh and i think i'm i'm frustrated with it in certain ways uh that i am curious to see how it pans out in, in the end uh i'm not like like loving the uh, like choices uh, in terms of Pokemon available to you. Like, I feel like my team is probably pretty much what everyone else has because I've only encountered like 30 different Pokemon and like, I'm not going to, are, are you, does that open up? Uh, I mean, you're making what, a face. What like world it, like, are you in? I just, I, I am in the ghost world trying to get the surf move. Oh, I'm not. I, I'm an explorer level three star three. So I just got my third star. Okay. Uh, I am. What am I doing? I'm like, using a bear oh i'm gonna go find find like the third guy i gotta battle okay yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i'm using yeah, like a bear my, <laughs> well, like, i'm like Sounds riding ridiculous. on a bear to like find a person yeah, yeah, yeah. uh it, like yeah I, I just have not found that the pokemon selection is great for me to make a team yeah uh because it was just like well do you want Badoo? Badoof? no not really i mean like i guess but like just water is not so, single type wa- monotype water is not great. You get that Psyduck, that's what you want because that'll evolve into Golduck. So my but, um, my team currently is I yeah. have uh, I again I'm really bad at these Pokemon names and it would be so helpful if someone would say their name every time you you do them instead of reading them. I would love that for the simple reason that if this was voice acted, I would know if it's Arceus or Arceus. Wouldn't it also be great? And they did this with Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, um, but just for Pikachu and Eevee of you know how like the show they say their names. Pika, Pika. Yeah. Yeah, but in in the games, it sounds like they got their tail stuck in a car door. Yeah, <laughs> it's still like, like you see a Pikachu at one point, and it makes the original Pikachu sound from like Pokemon Red and Blue. And I get the history yeah. of that, but we're also to a point where they can just freaking say their name. Yeah, I mean, Bug Snacks did it. Yeah, and it worked great. <laughs> bunger, bunger, uh, bunger, bunger, yeah, that's bunger. funny, right? Yeah, I love it. Um, um, and I get, I guess you know, there's a lot of Pokemon, but you're the Pokemon game maker. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, so um, you can do that. My current team is the, uh, the grass bird that I started with. That was my starter. Uh, do you have a Decidueye yet? Or is that, are you still with the route? Uh, the second form I'm on level. All okay. my Pokemon are level like 33, 35. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm at a 30 ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have the Rowlith of evolution. Um, I have the, uh, uh, Chimchar. Oh, you found a chimchar. And I got that in the first world. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then I have a Luxray. Yep. Which is, I think, pretty standard. And I will change evolves, that eventually. But Evolves from, uh, uh, 
what's that guy called? Uh, um, Sphinx. Sphinx. No. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Well, it's like, um, yeah, it's like Sphinx. Yeah, I have. Well, it's, um, yeah. The uh, the water otter. Floatzel. Yeah, sure. I have the evolved version of that. Yeah. Um, I have a haunter. Yeah. And I have a. I'm using currently a Raiden, or Rai Rhyhorn. Rhydon. Rhyhorn. Or no, no, Rhydon. Gotcha. Rhydon. I didn't evolve it yet. Um. Okay. So like that's my current team. Um, and there's a couple others I can like switch in and out uh, of there, but um, I don't know. I think that's a diverse team. Yeah, it's not, it's not undiverse. <laughs> the old, but I mean, no, I mean like what I'm trying to say is like like you have a, you have a good spread there. But for me, like in my experience with it, the only Pokemon that you said that I was like, oh, you can catch that is Chimchar, mm. and then the rest are just like, oh, well, that's just the other option I didn't go right, with. Right, right, so right. I've got. Uh, uh, whatever the second one for Cyndaquil is, um, I've got uh, a Psyduck because I was like, because well, I was like, well, <laughs> wouldn't it be fun though? Yeah, like Psyduck. I would love whatever. that. I would have four Psyducks following me at all times. Yeah, I've got uh, a Haunter as well. I have uh, I don't have my switch up with me, uh, so I'm like, yeah, I was going, going off the cuff. Well, clearly from the fact that I didn't know a single one of their names. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I got a Scyther, which I thought was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, it's good bug flying. Uh, 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 I have a Badoo. No, a, 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 a whatever Badoo evolves bidet. into. No, no. Uh, the, it evolves into a like, bidet. Uh, it evolves into like Roserade or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, Rosalia, sorry. And I'm waiting. I have to find like a certain stone to get <laughs> a Roserade. So we'll see if that happens. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like I feel like I'm just using the alternates that I found from what you have. You know what I mean? Not, not that. Not that. I'm using like obscure ones, right, but I'm right. just saying like of of the one the typeage that we found. I feel like I've only found two of each, so that my team is like actually not that interesting. Um, I, th- I mean, I still think it's early in the game. You're only in two worlds. I don't know true. how many there are, but I mean, I, I go back to any of the other Pokemon games when a lot of the times you can just you keep the first couple you have just because yeah you have them, have yeah, them and then that's eventually you change them out and everything i think i fr- i don't know the exact number but i was watching a video on ign about them showing all the new pokemon uh in there and there were some like oh like okay that's a cool one or like different forms like i ran into the new growlith form um Ooh. they have a new um i forget the name of the place you're in but they have a new voltorb that's a grass electric oh that's and it, a, that's and it looks just like your unique. pokeball does yeah oh sure yeah, with yeah. the latch and everything um so I, I don't know. I I I'm enjoying it and I think I I I the the parts of Pokemon that I think I've grown out of are like going through a tunnel in a dungeon and like doing that kind yeah. of stuff. Like I think those things are kind of boring. Um I I like how this open world is just for me to go to places and do stuff. And there's always a little something in a corner, whether it's a new Pokemon um, or a new like uh, collectible thing that I can have. There's multiple collectibles that they have in the game. Like there's these like floating yes, um, little ghost things that come out at night that you got to find. Um, you were talking about the bear unknown. that you ride. Unknown. Yeah, the unknown are all yeah. over the place in really tough places. Um the mounts that you unlock give you different skills. One of them it makes mm-hmm. you walk fast but jump. Another one makes you find um, <coughs> buried treasure. Buried treasure. Another one that I haven't unlocked yet allows you to surf. I would assume from the previews. One lets you fly. Mm-hmm. Again, haven't unlocked it yet, but I've seen it from the previews. So that that kind of makes the the worlds more fun to get around at a certain point. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't. I think there are. I like how they are not just doing another Pokemon. 
Um, and they're yes. giving us like, you know, the brilliant diamonds for people who like that stuff, but they're trying new things. And I think there are definitely some positive changes, some stuff that they're probably not going to keep going. Um, I like how you can at any, basically any place in the world, change the Pokemon's moves based off its mood set that it learns. Yes. Yes. And you, you're not like forever, like forgetting these moves forever. Right. Right. I do wish that there was a way that when they got a new move, you could choose right away if you wanted it or not. Yep. Um, but it's all about streamlining it. It's much more, f- it's fast paced than most Pokemon games. Um, it is fun for me to like, again, like start thinking about combat in a way that's interesting and unique uh, instead of it just being like another, like, all right, I'm going to use uh, paralyze this Pokemon, then do this and this and this. It's yep. like causing me to think about combat in a different way. Um, it's really, I think as someone who's played every Pokemon game that's come out recently, um, it's really kind of like been a refreshing change of pace for me. And I think that's mm-hmm. why the Metacritic scores are as high as it was. Cause when Pokemon sun came out, that was a refreshing change of pace from the Pokemon formula that was going on for a lot of people. Yeah. And this one I think is another refreshing take. And one thing I also really like about it is that you can trade with Pokemon in this game to other people, but you can complete this whole game fill out the Pokedex, do every task individually, single player. I was going to, I was going to ask, is my haunter ever going to evolve? So or do I just... for all of the trade reliant Pokemon, there's a side quest that you have to complete that will unlock a weapon or not a weapon. <laughs> like, a gun. like, Oh my gosh. Um, it unlocks a <laughs> item that you can use to evolve your haunters or your, uh, Got it. Machokes or your whatever it is. Um, but yeah, you can do this whole game single player, which I kind of like, uh, I'm I'm into that, and I think that's one thing I really liked about um, Sword and Shield. How uh, I was, it was really easy to like. You could just run into a Machamp in the open world, or a Gengar in the open world yeah. that you could capture. Um, and uh, the the mystery gift Pokemon thing that would that you could like trade with people. I got all the starters that way without having to trade with someone. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I like I like that aspect of it. Um, I just wish they made the presentation of the story better, more engaging, more of a purpose. And I think no matter how much you mess with mechanics, if you don't fix that, you're never going to fix a lot of the issues that people have with Pokemon. Because as you said before, this is something that is a consistent thing. And I think you might be more hooked to keep playing this game and going through stuff if the story beats did more if there was yep. more stuff happening between that so yeah i don't really like the open world stuff but this story is getting really good and interesting rather than just waiting for some text that people are like clicking through and stuff yep. um i don't know uh so far this is my favorite game i played this year sure what a, what's the competition <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean i i think i think it's from what it sounds like you are far more positive on it than i am and i don't hate it and i'm i'm hoping that some of these issues I have with it do get better over time. Uh, some of them won't. I mean, like the story and whatever, probably. Maybe it'll but, be the um, most engaging story ever, but from what I heard... Maybe there's a huge ain't. twist, right? Yeah. But, uh, uh, so we will we will have to see. But I'm, I'm still... In, like, I'm not putting it down. Like, I'm still interested in, in seeing where it goes and, and exploring those mechanics even deeper. But, um, yeah. Can I tell you yeah. one of my... Like, we, we, we need to start collecting a, a list of like weird categories for our end of the year discussion thing. Uh, one of them I want to talk about is my favorite sound effect of 2022 and the fireworks that pop out of that pokeball. Every time you catch a Pokemon, pretty good. That is a satisfying sound. Like I wish I could change my text message sound to that. The, the popping thing that would, that would make me feel real happy, um, to hear that. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Justin, we forgot to talk about the Halo trailer. <laughs> ah. Very briefly. Let's do it. Very briefly. A uh, new trailer for the Halo TV show coming out in March, which is soon. Um, like March 24th. So that's pretty soon. And that's sad that that's soon. It feels like it's so far away. But really, when you look at a calendar and count off the like, dates, not it's that right. far. It's like yeah. six yeah. weeks, seven weeks. Well, probably more than that. But um, yeah, because well, February is a quick month. Too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they showed off some of what this show is actually going to look like. And I'm going to watch it. Obviously, a big Halo fan. Uh, maybe I'm getting cynical. Maybe I just don't like things. Is that what I don't like that yeah. about me? But like I watch it and I was like underwhelmed. I was like, oh no, this looks like a CW show. So when I when I was first watching it, I was like, ooh, Master Chief looks kind of good. Some of the, yeah. the like they showed uh, an elite. I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. That looks all right. I was like yeah. pretty digging it. And then the moment where I lost it, and from that moment on, I was being judgy as hell with it. Was when Master Chief was fighting the things, and it looked so bad like it i'm like looks oh little... they're not animating this well are they they're not <laughs> no. going through this and fixing this and making sure it looks good um the corridor crew who does all those like reacts to VFX, yeah, yeah, yeah they're gonna have a field day with this shit like <laughs> well i would i would be curious and i'm sure it's just because it's cheaper but like it, it's a very clearly cg elite yeah i mean i mean but it it just looks very good, it's good cg when it's just looking at you yeah, it looks all. It doesn't look bad. It's just like this is not a practical thing. But that you are correct. That little fight of Chief with the two Oof. doesn't look great. Oof. I think it would just like if you had a guy in a suit going wart, 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 like that would be kind of cool. <laughs> but you know, whatever. Um, uh, it looks like it's gonna not be following. And, and there's I'm down for this. It looks like it's not following the story of the games at all, uh, which I can get down with because the story of Halo is like not like gripping. It's, well, you know what I mean, like. Reach might be, but I would not say like the story beats of Halo are really groundbreaking. But because it, it sounds like it's ended like the trailer by saying like "Go find the Halo," which is I mean they just stumbled on it in that first game. Well, uh, which I think could be cool. L- but. Let's let's just say that if you listen to all the audio logs in Halo Infinite, they mm, pretty much set up they, this whole yeah. story. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't know about that. I couldn't I couldn't no, listen to those grunts more than five minutes, but. Um. Uh, <laughs> That Cortana also was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that was the, you know, it's like a stunning reveal when they show a character like that. To me, it was stunning because yes. of how awful it looked. Uh, yeah, that's, that's rough. That's rough. Um, I don't know. I, I think the premise is kind of cool where they're saying, like, how do you, what happens when you take a super soldier that doesn't want to listen to orders, which is kind of like Master Chief's whole thing, yeah. especially in the, in the later games, yeah. um, which is something I feel like I'm down to explore and interested to see what's up with that. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. March 24th, maybe. I think that was the date. Um, put on your calendars. Meet back here on Hitbox. We're going to talk about it, I'm sure. Well, once At I get Paramount for- Plus. I think I have it. Oh, I'll oh, send you that passy, oh, that password. That, you and me, we'll just you know, we'll snuggle up blankets, watch it, stream it, copyright yeah, strikes. Then, uh, so we'll, we'll watch that first, um, first episode. And then Justin... If we're there, we might as well pop on some Survivor, Paramount Plus. <laughs> you uh, lock me in there like we're watching the whole series. <laughs> it's your it's spring break. <laughs> it's great. It's great. But um, yeah, so we'll we'll have a more in-depth discussion when that show finally does uh, air. Until then, we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Every single Wednesday, Hitbox Day um, at noon Central Standard Time. If you are listening to this 
uh, you could do us a huge favor by following us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, you could also give us a review. It's really easy to do on in those apps um, by just clicking this, the little star icon uh, and then giving us whatever score you think we deserve. I don't know. I think we put a lot of work into this show. <laughs> I would love a little five there. Um, but, you know, I'm not your dad. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> um, you can also follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod. You can tweet at us. Send us a DM of your thoughts of any of this. Uh, I'm curious what you think of Pokemon Legends Arceus. I think this is going to be a game that I'm going to enjoy talking to people about, hearing their perspectives on uh, whether they like the new mechanics, whether they miss the older mechanics, what they think about um, I guess the story once it all wraps up, because at least like I'll say this while I don't love that it's not like exploring the idea of like founding a lot of the um, things that are frequently used in Pokemon games like Pokeballs, like uh, the fact that Pokemon are like friends and whatever. Like I do like that it is different in the sense of like time travel figure it out like yeah. i'm curious about like how that's gonna wrap up why that happened but um, this would be a great time for like the people to just be eating pokemon <laughs> right you show up and they're like oh yeah we're about to eat these bidoof yeah they're real good um, like real, real gamey but good <laughs> right yeah um they've got an, an odd aftertaste but you know once you sort of get over that it's okay um but yeah i'm curious what you think you can uh, send us a dm or or tweet at us at again hitbox pod or send us an email at hitbox official podcast at gmail.com justin am i forgetting anything here um oh yeah blue box game studios uh tweeted out yep. a real uh, again i i am so excited for for this game whatever it is <laughs> uh, but they did tweet again and whenever they tweet i have to mention it um yeah so they tweeted this was uh 10 hours ago and this is where i'm reading this at 9 12 p.m on the 30th of january 2022 the year of our lord uh it says be aware the blue box game studios youtube channel was hacked we have received emails from various people that they received emails to buy a pre-order please do not open it and do not transfer funds as it is not from us and again out of this this feels like a sad just snowballing of this poor company. What's going on with that? that yeah. I am just super excited for a company that needed some help with marketing stuff. Uh, they they were trying to to capitalize on the hype of their game, the conspiracy theories. Um, I wish them the best, and I'm sorry this happened to them. Please, guys, don't hate on Blue Box. Let's Blue Box. We're in your corner. Yeah, we are in your hitbox is in your corner yeah whatever you're making i don't care if it's silent hill i i'm curious what abandon is i'm ready for it ain't you no matter what That's abandon why we is, are, i'm not gonna abandon you you know what i mean absolutely don't blue box don't listen to these haters don't listen to these haters we're not abandoning you we're sticking with you which is why we've partnered with blue box <laughs> to <laughs> i'm kidding oh that would have been so awesome um your face did, i apologize I know, you I guys are so excited to, but hey hey blue box you don't have to pay us. We're open maybe, to it. Maybe a code, but you don't have to pay us anything else. Or like, we'll have you on. We'll talk about it. I'm sure you've never been asked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you next time. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye.
I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>